You seem hungry. Good thing your table is ready with Saturday Omaha. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. Well, hey, this is Dave Zorko with Saturday Omaha, and uh, we are here in the Palatial uh, KIOS studios, and we're going to talk about some food. Our logo is this big, greasy, uh, juicy uh, cheeseburger currently. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot about meaty barbecue and things like that, but uh, we need to make sure that we're covering all areas of cuisine. We've had some folks on from Modern Love, which was a great uh, conversation because the show is all about all types of food. Although I will be asking my guests shortly about what looks to be a very, very delicious uh, burgery sandwich uh, known as the Matty Melt. Uh, so we'll, we'll get to that. But uh, I have Stacy and Matt on from Veg.Edible. Stacy and Matt, how are you guys doing? So, so good. Very good. Thanks for having us. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for taking time out of your day because restaurant owners are always busy all the time, whether it's planning, prepping, buying, fixing things in a, say, a new brick and mortar restaurant that you need to get going, all types of things. So thank you so much for spending time with me. Also, you guys kind of were, were celebrating an event this week and uh, I, I caught you messaging at, when you were eating dinner at Canara this evening. So that's awesome. Yes, we uh, celebrated our anniversary uh, yesterday, and Canara isn't open on Sundays, so we uh, went tonight and didn't realize they had happy hour going. Have a bunch of vegan options. Nice. It's always so good. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, lots of flavor there, too. I mm-hmm. love I love Canara so much. Kim and Ashish are just super people, too, out there, yes. and, and they're really awesome. They've That's been a- very supportive of us over the years. Well, introduce me to Veg.Edible. How did you guys get started, and uh, maybe what type of food did you start with? And let's kind of walk forward here because you have a really cool journey. That's one of the things doing the show that I really like is being able to kind of see how uh, restaurants and people have, have progressed maybe from a pop-up to a brick-and-mortar, which is kind of where you're at. But I'll let you tell the story. What's, uh, what's the genesis? So about seven years ago, I went vegan because I have chronic asthma, mm-hmm. and I watched a documentary about how – Eating better will make you feel better. Yeah. So I tried it, and turns out I was able to get off all of my asthma medications that wow. were costing me way too much money. Yeah. Uh, being in the service industry, you don't have insurance normally. Yeah. So I was paying for all of that out of pocket, and it was a lot. So I went vegan, and uh, a couple years later, I met Matt, and he was not vegan uh-huh. when we met, but he was open to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, eventually, I buy the groceries, I make the food, he eats the dinner. So he went vegan too, and Veg Edible has always kind of been bouncing around in my head because I've always known I was a person that didn't want to work for someone else. Mm. I worked corporate for 12 years, and I've done everything in the restaurant industry. So the pandemic hit, and I left my restaurant job because... Everything was up in the air. Yeah, crazy time. Yes. Um, And it took about eight months of how do I start a business to actually take the leap. Mm. And I did all the research I could find. There's not like a how to start a business dot (laughs) com. It doesn't. There's not really one place for information. Um, So we found Kitchen Council. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, through my buddy I went to high school with, uh, Jesse Moore. Mm-hmm. He used to work for the Omaha Chamber of Commerce, and we were looking for a commercial kitchen because we were making everything out of our apartment um, and quickly outgrew that and needed to abide by all the, all the sure. things. So we found Kitchen Council, and it blew up. Um, Vegetable became our life very, very quickly, and... Matt hopped in, and he's got more restaurant experience than I do. Combined, we have, like, 40 years of restaurant experience. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but, yeah, Vegetable just blew up overnight because turns out there's a need for what we're doing. So Kitchen Council's over in Council Bluffs, is that correct? Correct. Okay, so because we've got uh, No More Empty Pots is, is kind of a, uh, a common uh, commercial kitchen. They have a space, so food trucks and things, because you need, at least in Douglas County, and, and I certainly don't know everything in this area. That's why I have you, the experts <laughs> here. So, But from my understanding is is if you're a food truck or anything like that, you need to have that that commercial space uh, as a home base. Yes. And so Kitchen Council is another place that kind of gives you that same uh, architecture, right? Yeah, so we were looking for a commercial kitchen, and the ones in Omaha, we're very lucky to have them. They just didn't fit exactly what we needed. We mm-hmm. needed a lot of space. We needed to be able to be away from anyone else. We deal with allergens. We deal with food for people that have dietary needs. Mm-hmm. So having a really clean environment where we're able to do our thing mm-hmm. and not have to work around other people so closely was really important. Um, having 24-hour access to the kitchen. Yeah was also really important. Lots of great things, but the 25-minute drive was a lot every day. A little bit of a challenge, yeah. Yes, we were there for two and a half years, and we were able to grow and eventually hit the ceiling in that space, and now we have a brick and mortar. That's exciting. So uh, history-wise, so um, it, if you're at liberty to say, like, what are some of the restaurants maybe around town that, that you got started at? For me, the only place around town here I cooked at was Hy-Vee, but yeah. most others were in Florida, a place called Locale Market, barbecue joints. I did Thai food for a while. Nice. I bounced around a lot. I never stayed at a certain job. Actually, Vegetable is the longest job I've had, but pretty much every type of cooking you could think of. Which is really valuable to me because yeah. I didn't like cooking. Before this. Oh, wild. So, when, when I went vegan, uh-huh. I had to figure out how to cook. Oh, I was oh my like, goodness. What do I eat? Wow. How did you travel that road? Um, At first, I, which I think is normally how people perceive the vegan diet, um, spent a lot of money. Sure. Spent a lot of money on high-end, ready-to-go mm. products that were vegan. Mm-hmm. Well, turns out you really don't have to do that. Nice. Uh, beans are vegan. Mm-hmm. Uh, rice is vegan. Vegetables are also vegan. <laughs> yes. Um, there's a lot of staples that do not need to empty your bank account. Yeah. And spices. Yes. Spices are everything. Mm-hmm. You season everything with spices, whether it's plant-based or not. Mm-hmm. So just opening my mind and taste buds to... A lot of things at the Asian market. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a gold mine for spices. And just figuring out what I like, my palate changed. 
Oh, very, very cool. Okay, so so you moved down a cooking journey here, and you're kind of figuring out how to cook things. What was the kind of spark that said, hey, wait a minute, you know, I need to start making this food for other people? Um, so I was actually the front of house manager at Modern Love for a couple of years. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, I had to serve people that would come in with peanut allergies, mm, gluten, mm-hmm. celiac disease, um, you know, you name it. Yeah. And as a server in the front of house, I was doing everything that I possibly could to make sure that that guest felt safe and comfortable eating a plate of food. Yeah. But it was out of my hands what was going on in the kitchen. So... Omaha needed a place that took it one step further besides just vegan. We need a gluten-free facility that is celiac safe. Um, We decided to go nut-free as well. Mm -hmm. Most vegan cheeses and Cashew cheese is very common, right? Delicious. But a lot of people have nut allergies. So we don't use any nuts besides coconut in our facility. We also do soy-free. Not everything is soy-free, but we always have the option. Options are important. You got this space um, at Kitchen Council, and like you, you had said that you needed a space that was by itself there because you do have to worry about you know cross contamination between mm-hmm. different food types and things like that. Especially if you, as the restaurant owner, and, and you want to hand out that plate of food to somebody and be able to guarantee this is what has been asked for and what has been promised. And a lot of, you know, you read the menu and it'll say, hey, you know, contains no nuts, however, was made in a facility with nuts. Exactly. Got you. So we we do lots of research on the ingredients that we prepare food with. Um, Kitchen Council allowed us to have like a corner of the facility just dedicated to our space and Wow. We had our own dedicated fryer and like all of our equipment, smallwares and everything. So they, that space allowed us to do what we do as best as we could in a shared kitchen. What were some of the dishes that, that Veg Edibles started with? What kind of kicked the menu off? We started with stuff like carrot ginger curry, oh, breakfast scrambles, biscuits and gravy. What were some other ones? The BLT with... Uh, daikon radish bacon. Oh, nice. That was a fun so these one. are things we were cooking in our apartment. We did like meal meal prep. Yeah. Um, and we found ourselves like buried in meal prep containers very, very quickly. Uh, <laughs> Alfredo. Mac and cheese. Yeah. Like comfort food. Yeah. You know? Oh, for sure. Like not salads, not hummus plates. Right. You know, the normal stuff. And so business had been ramping up, and then were you guys just mainly selling at like pop ups and things like that, or how did how did that start up? So once we got into Kitchen Council and became fully licensed in two states with all the paperwork, nice. Yes, uh, we <laughs> did fifty six pop ups our first year Whoa. of business. Wow, <laughs> that's that's one a week. Yeah, on average, there were some weeks where we would do three or four, and. We prepare the food in the certified kitchen and pack it up in the car, set up a folding table wherever we are offered space, whether mm-hmm. that be a, a coffee shop or so many places sure. uh, offer pop-ups because we bring them business, you know, and in turn expose our own business to yeah. grow. So it's a win-win for everyone. Um, so we did pop-ups and started taking special orders. Then it became, can you cater? Oh, that's a whole different. Yes. So we had to get our catering license 
and there's always somebody at a wedding or a graduation that has dietary needs or allergies. Sure, absolutely. And most catering companies are just pumping out bulk mm-hmm. food, a set menu. So we started making plates for those people that need to eat at that event. Oh, cool. Okay. So was it like, you know, a larger catering company would do the the bulk order and but you would be able to come in and, and satisfy that need of yep. oh you had some that's a really we, cool yeah. move and we were you know if it was like a barbecue bar we would come in with our barbecue bar or taco bar or Asian like so many different kinds of yeah wedding package food wow. we would come in and make sure that those people that needed to eat too fit in and it wasn't like different than what was being served. Right. You you need to go in this other room yeah. and here's your whatever. That is a super cool idea. Did, did you like face any resistance from any of the catering cup no. or was it more like a relief? They for were like, please help. You That's know? cool. And sometimes it was like the bride had celiac, you know? Oh, like, wow. So we would make the plate for her and then that turned into cakes. <laughs> I said no to cakes for a long time because baking is different than cooking. Oh, yeah. Baking vegan, gluten-free, nut-free, and soy-free is like alchemy. My head would go to something like almond flour or something like that, and obviously you can't use that. Everything you think you know about baking, forget it and probably like do the opposite with with what I do. Oh, my goodness. so very temperamental. And I finally said yes to custom cakes. And we now have a cake list of, I added three more flavors today. So that takes it up to 45 different cake flavors. Wow. All right. So please please educate me here. So when you're you're baking a cake and you can't use standard flour because you, well, standard wheat flour because of, you know, celiac concerns or almond flour because of that. No eggs, no butter. So I, I'm going to say rice flour. Yeah. So we, ding, ding, ding. Awesome. Uh, So we use Bob's Red Mill. Oh yeah. Good stuff. Great stuff. Top of the line. Um, We use their one-to-one baking flour. Ah, So that's the basis of all the baked goods. Uh And once you eliminate dairy and nuts and soy and everything else, you're left with coconut, Ah, which is technically not a nut, even though the FDA says it is, but it's not. Right, right. I still always say except coconut. Yes. Um, So yeah, coconut milk, coconut oil. Um, We use Bob's egg replacer. Okay. Lots of things that you normally wouldn't use unless you were baking specifically like what I'm doing. Gotcha. Yeah. So when we took on all the baking, uh, we kind of split up the the workload. Uh-huh. And he became the cook and I became the baker. Oh my goodness. So that's how we do things now. On the cakes, what's what's your leavener? How do, how do you make it get fluffy and be a cake? So Bob's egg replacer has um, baking powder in it, uh-huh. lemon juice, uh-huh. acidity, uh, apple cider vinegar. You have to create a chemical reaction to make things fluffy. Gotcha. Well, that makes sense because the acid in there probably reacts with the baking soda. And yeah. is, is cream of tartar is the other thing I think? We that's can use cream of tartar. We just use baking powder because it, it's something that we can use. So. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. 
what typically do you use for for frosting? Because you're obviously not doing a cream cheese frosting, and you're probably not doing a whipped milk frosting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we use BioLife vegan butter. It's a, a coconut oil based butter. Oh, okay, and you would never know the difference. That's awesome. Well, and having uh, popped numerous pots of popcorn in coconut oil, it's delicious. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it works very well for what we do. And now you have your own brick and mortar space. What helped you jump over the stick there to make that move? Like, how did that happen? Big, big, big jump. Um, Retailers. Yes. So we have uh, resale, wholesale partners, retailers across Omaha, okay. co- coffee shops, and and various places nice. that sell baked goods, but also wanted to have an option. Mm -hmm. Um, So we grew very, very quickly. Um, At one point, we had like 20-something retailers. Oh, my gosh. Um, And we needed to like hone it back in because it became – it became a lot for that, just us. That, it's it's, it's just, just you two. Four hands. So I'm looking it. at the entire staff You're of Vegetable the, here. Got it. Matt and Stacy's it. Technical team, the accountant, the <laughs> delivery drivers. The, you're looking at everything. <laughs> Plumber, HR, you're everybody. Literally <laughs> everything. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, wholesale partners, um, like 13 Street Coffee, Amateur Coffee, oh, yeah. Karma Coffee. I mean, uh-huh. you know, big local staples in the community helped us grow by – selling our products in their space. Yeah. So that was marketing for us. Mm -hmm. And the Beanery, they have four locations, and they're not in Omaha. They're in Ashland, Gretna, Papillion, and 168th and Giles. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. out there. Yeah, yeah, way west. that opened us up to that whole area of the city. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, retailers really helped us grow, and we – were smashed against the ceiling in the space that we had at Kitchen Council. Mm-hmm. And in about March this year, I had a really bad asthma mm. episode and was in the hospital for about a week. Oh, no. And I was like, am I even going to be able to continue this mm. business? Mm-hmm. Like, my health is important. Yeah. I have to take care of this. Absolutely. How am I going to keep the business going? And Matt stepped in and baked and delivered and kept the place afloat for the week. And wow. once we got out of that situation, we were like, we have to we have to get a space. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no sense in doing all the work that we're doing in Council Bluffs mm-hmm. to not make this go big. Mm-hmm. So we looked and looked and looked for a space. And it was... I don't have $100,000. Right. I can't get approved for a business loan because to a bank, we're not a real business yet. Mm. We're too young. We don't make over $500,000 a year in sales. Wow. Wow. Um, I even got a couple banks that were like vegan. Oh, come on now. Yeah. So it's not a new concept anymore. That made me, yeah. <laughs> that probably frustrated you quite a bit. It inspired me to change my business plan, and I went from saying we're a, a vegan, gluten-free eatery to an allergen-friendly eatery. Because oh if you have a problem with somebody having a food allergy or intolerance, yeah, like what are you doing with yourself right come there? On. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Oh gosh. Just the vegan word has such a 
weird stereotype to it. And Ugh. I have a dairy allergy. So yeah. like, if I say I'm vegan, somebody will be like, Ugh, you know. Yeah. But if I say I'm, I have a dairy, dairy allergy, they're like, oh, that must be so hard. You know, it's a right. total change of conversation. Interesting. Oh, man. Yes. So we're an allergen-friendly place. <laughs> <laughs> um, and after failed attempt after failed attempt, I was I, I called my accountant and then I was like, can we close the business? Oh, my gosh. Like, we can't find a place. I don't have money. We just, we can't. I don't know how to do this. Wow. And I don't want to keep doing what we're doing in Council Bluffs because it's a lot of work. Yeah. And da 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 da. John Statsny with Wonton Johns. Wonton Johns. We've had him on the show. Yes. I actually listened to the episode last night. Awesome. I've never met the guy before. He hit me up on Facebook and was like, I'm not really feeling the brick and mortar. I'm more of a food truck guy. Mm -hmm. Do you want to take over my lease in Benson? Wow. And two months later, we have a brick and mortar. That's a very interesting connection there. And, yeah, I know I saw John's uh, post, and, and that's where his his heart for his food truck kind of started was. He really wanted to take his food truck to concerts yes. and listen to music and sell food to concert goers. And, and that's, so that's where So we're concert goers. Is. Oh, cool. We're festival people. Nice. And I think that's one of the reasons that John, like, connected with us. Yeah. Is because we have that love for music and we have that love for people. And we have the love for doing things with care. Yeah. And I'm a workaholic and a go-getter. Yeah. And he most definitely is as well. Very so. much so. Did you like send up a like a, a restaurant flair and you're like, <laughs> boom, we're thinking about closing? So, or like how did he find you? Kind of. Um, we posted on like Omaha Food Lovers uh -huh. and Stacy Winters oh, yeah. uh, actually mm -hmm. started reaching out to me. With his insight, knowledge of oh, cool. places that were becoming available. Yeah. So we were looking at the Paparotti space on 114th and Dodge. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, that's the one I needed 100000 for. Gotcha. So. Yeah. Pretty high rent. Uh... Man, beautiful, beautiful place. But yeah. in the reality of our journey, uh -huh. not the next step. Got you. Just not, just not ready for mm -hmm. that yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I like the yet. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, so Wonton John's space, which was previously uh, baked after dark. That's right. In Benson. Yes. Became available and John put a lot of work into it mm -hmm. and he cut me a deal. Wow. He worked with me and we came to a, an agreement that I could afford mm -hmm. and we didn't have to take out a bank loan. Wow. Everything just really came together there. And yes. what a... What a journey, the hospital, the asthma event. That and was then, all this year. And th that's all like, this year. Two weeks before John called me, I was telling my accountant, we need to just call it quits. So you were like that. I And this is audio, obviously. I'm holding my fingers here very close together. <laughs> it was that close. Yes. Like, oh, my gosh. And I never told our customers or anything that it was like going in the, that direction. And mm -hmm. I know I would have been heartbroken when people would have found that, you know, yeah. People don't want us to close. We're, no. We just got here. Right. <laughs> and we're our, we've been changing people's lives in the food scene for three years now. So yeah. it's not what I wanted to do, but 
it didn't feel like we had any other option. So now the space in Benson. So give me the exact address so people can yeah. find you. It's 2740 North 61st Street, just a half block south of Maple on the west side. Perfect. And lots of good uh, eateries in Benson. And you're close to the larger uh, parking space over there. Yes, if people need to come and pick up food. there's a free parking lot yes. right outside of our door. Don't have to parallel park on Maple. Has it been a month yet since you've been open? Like. Almost. Almost? Yeah, just yeah. a month. Because I've been, I've been watching the your posts on on when you were going to open, and, mm-hmm. and I think you did like a little bit of a soft opening or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, on too, right? Benson First Friday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a soft opening in any way, shape, or form, but we're uh, happy to be thrown into it because we figured it out real quick. So what does the menu look like at the, the brick and mortar? What do, you, what do you guys have? Junk food. Excellent. Uh, we have... A couple salads and, you know, not junk offerings. But like an oil-free option because options are important. Options are important. I like options. Options are important. We do have, you know, like the bar food that people want, crowds of people want, like burgers, loaded French fries. Nachos. Nachos, tacos. All the baked goods. Yeah. And a couple different salads and Stacy's fresh-packed bowl, just a bunch of roasted veggies packed together. With a maple tahini lemon dressing. Oh, hello. Like, it's just good food. Yeah. It's just good food. I like a good veggie bowl, especially if they're roasted veggies. So what what type of veggies typically occur in that bowl? (laughs) So uh, our colors are green and orange, so I like to play off of that. Um, Nice. I like to, like, eat the rainbow, as they say. Yeah. Uh, So it's rice in the bottom Uh that's tossed with uh, sesame seed and sesame oil. It's got roasted broccoli, roasted zucchini, mm. roasted carrots, and garlicky massaged kale. Yeah. Chickpeas, pumpkin seeds, and the dressing. And then we put microgreens on top. So it's and pickled onion. And pickled onion. Ooh, pickled a little, little onion. acid yeah. in there too. Oh, yeah. that, so it's just that sounds amazing. Like real fresh, delicious, healthy bowl. And so when somebody comes in, because you you said you like to give people options and you're trying to give people a safe plate of food, do you uh, on the menu say what's in things or is is that like everything in the restaurant is gluten-free, nut-free? Like how do you approach that so people know what's available? Uh, We do it both ways. Uh Um, Ingredient transparency has always been very important to us in this business. Yeah. Um, You know, having a dairy allergy and going out to eat. Like, if I don't know what's in the food, can I ask? Mm. If you don't know what's in the food, there's a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so ingredients are listed out on our website. I'm happy to rattle off what is in everything, brand names, protocol. Like, if people have questions, I'm very, very transparent about it. But, yes, we have a giant sign that says, yes, everything is vegan, gluten-free, nut-free, except coconut with soy-free options. I really like that you're making that food uh, approachable in that way because, I don't know, I think maybe sometimes people are uncomfortable about even asking. You know, maybe sometimes the server or the person at the restaurant is uncomfortable with answering or they don't know. Obviously, I would encourage good, healthy dialogue all the time, but that's nice that you are taking an approach where that's sort of an expected question, where, where you're you're welcoming those questions. You yeah. know, please ask me Absolutely. about what's in here, which is sure. very, very cool. Yeah, so. and we try to accommodate. We have a, a little note on our menu that just says, if you have any other preferences beyond what we already do, let us know, and we'll try our best to accommodate. 
I have a lot of customers that are allergic to like corn. Mm-hmm. Hard to digest too. Yeah. It's corn is in everything. Yeah. Corn is a filler in the U.S. and it's shoved in everything. Yeah. But it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. You can make a great plate of food without corn in it. That's awesome. Absolutely. And we get all kinds of, what was it, hemp seeds? Somebody came in, they were allergic to hemp seeds. Oh, interesting. That's the first time I've heard that yeah. one. Good salad topper. I've had them that way. Yeah. But, yeah. but turns out we don't use hemp seeds in anything. So You're all they set. were able to enjoy their meal. That's fantastic. And I'm guessing that you get a lot of happy smiles and uh, thank yous and things like that for being able to provide a, a welcoming space for for anyone, but especially for somebody that maybe has those restrictions from an allergy or just a dietary preference or something along those lines where it's like, oh, I can order this and this and that and yes. somebody is there to help me. That's it is be really a helpful. giant breath of fresh air for our community. We have the best customers. That's awesome. We have this solid supportive foundation of people that have been there from the beginning. Yeah. So when we were cooking in our apartment, when we were looking for a, a place to open our brick and mortar and I was looking to get financing, mm-hmm. we started a GoFundMe. Oh, nice. We raised $10,000 on awesome. GoFundMe in a mere matter of three months. Wow. That's the kind of support that this community gave to us to do what we do because it is really important what we do. No one else is doing this. That's wonderful. We have such a great food community in Omaha. Yes. And that's so cool that Omaha was right back there for you to support you there as well. Yeah. Our last donor that made us reach our goal was Ted Wally's. Oh, I love Ted Wally's. Ted Wally's donated $500 to us and oh. we were able to pay our first month's rent. And they're right down the street from you guys right too. Right down the street. We buy their coconut ice cream yeah. to make shakes with. Oh, that's great. Like the support is incredible. It's unlike any other place. Well, Joe and Jeannie too, uh, we've, we've had them on the show and actually um, I, I'm glad you brought them up because they're actually, we, we've been doing this show for about five years and they are one of the first uh, local restaurants that was supported us back. We did a live broadcast uh, at uh, Taste of Omaha when it used to be on on the riverfront. And uh, yeah, they gave us just some some gift certificates that, yeah, here, hand these out. And they just are awesome people. They're they're super, super cool. And and now you're in their neighborhood in Benson. Right around the corner. They always have a vegan flavor on the menu. And it's great too, because it rotates all the time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you get some varieties. You're not stuck with that. So So many options are available in Omaha. So cool. We're the only place that's doing everything dedicated but the options are important yes they're there for people that need it if you could share some words of wisdom for maybe somebody that is in a position where you were when you were just kind of getting started how does one go about moving in that direction to get the licensing and permits how does that even work i would say first patience (laughs) first of all understand that the regulatory bodies are just people. Mm-hmm. Most of the people, most of them haven't worked there for any amount of time. Most of them have a tenuous grasp of what their job actually is mm. on a good day. You can email these people your paperwork three, four times, and you're still, people will show up to your events and like ask for the thing you've emailed them three, four times. <laughs> oh, no. And like it, things like that just, they wear down on people and it's like, yeah, 
you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. So the first 56 pop-ups we did, uh-huh. so guess who didn't have a license to do those? I'm guessing you might know those people very well. Yes. Guess who didn't <laughs> know that that license even existed? existed? Yeah. No one knew. No one asked. Until Hutchfest came along the week after we did our last pop-up of the year. Mm-hmm. And they were like, do you have your pop-up license? And I was like. A what? A what? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll. how do I get it? Oh, okay. Here's my check. Like, I didn't know it was. I didn't know. So patience is really important. Um, I kind of live by the do it and ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Because it's a learning experience for everybody, especially in the food industry. And it's not um, clearly defined anywhere, right? So, yeah. I mean, you take a look at the website and figure out what <laughs> permits you need. For food specifically, though, just, I guess, stating the obvious, just don't make anyone sick and make sure you're delivering a hot plate of food to everybody who shows up for a hot plate of food. Yeah. If you can... Get a commanding grasp of those two things. No matter what the situation, you're probably uh, in a good position to work your way into full time. For a pop-up license, who do you even talk to? Is it like Douglas County Health Commission or like? Yeah, it is. And there's a bunch of stuff you gotta like. You know, you gotta have a hand washing station and thermometers and sanitizer and things that are pretty common sense. Yeah, Um, but. Uh, the actual piece of paper uh-huh. that says you can do those things. We were doing those things. Sure. We just didn't have the official piece of paper saying that we could. And both of you having a background in the restaurant industry, too, you're like, those yeah. things were and just second nature to you, I'm guessing. Vegan. So, right. <laughs> you, you don't have to worry about undercooked chicken. There's no chicken. Not a problem. No. Nope. So, don't have to separate from eggs and poultry. Like 90% of the Surf Safe videos are dealing with meat and dairy right your your separate cutting boards and and your milk isn't expiring and you know it's just vegetables here yeah 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 just make sure your vegetables are well washed and then (laughs) good to go there when you're doing the pop-up then so you have to do the pop-up license are there other permits or is it just like does that allow you to operate or do you have to get something else so i think we're covered on permits now uh moving into the wonton john space yeah just slipped right in there because uh, the occupancy permit was still valid. We were a food business. It mm-hmm. was previously a food business. And John did all the paperwork for us wow. to have it listed as a commissary. Like, he did so much for us to just be able to open up shop there. Yeah. Um, and now we're currently working on our wholesale license. Oh, okay. Uh, producing in Iowa, having a food Iowa food license includes wholesale. So we were able to do what we were doing with all of our coffee shop partners. Ah, I see. Well, now that we're producing in Nebraska, uh huh. Had to get new packaging, new labels, new thermal printer, oh my new goodness. software, new computer to run the software to print the thermal labels, oh. different fees, just like a whole different set of rules, which are fine. I understand why they're there. But come on. But wow. <laughs> We've been doing this for three years. Nothing has changed wow. on our end except yeah. where the food is being made. Mm-hmm. Like we still have to have an inspection from the Department of Agriculture. We're a couple weeks away still from getting our wholesale permit. But yeah. that's what I'm working on right now. Iowa was good. 
There's yeah. a huge disconnect between oh, Omaha see. and Council Bluffs mm. health departments. I see. I see. So they need to maybe talk with each other. Maybe and... talk. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little roundtable. There's, there's a yeah. lot of uh, businesses growing out of Kitchen Council. There's like 20 other businesses. And wow. at the end there, we were, you know, graduating. We were the most experienced in the whole journey. And mm-hmm. people were starting to ask us questions. And I'm like not my job you got to ask the officials and there's just a lot of disconnect there so if you don't know what you're doing just keep doing it and somebody will tell you you're not doing it right (laughs) (laughs) that's what sounds like that's really all you can do what you can do and yeah you would think that it may weed out some people that get very daunted by the paperwork but you those same people are probably very passionate about their food and their product because most people don't get in the restaurant and hospitality industry to do paperwork. You know, you want to see the smile on somebody's face after they eat your food. You want to, you know, cook a nutritious meal. Um, doing a whole bunch of paperwork probably is not what you set out to do. So it'd be nice if that was a little easier so that it would be, you know, we, could we do get that, the wow. question often, are you going to get a food truck? <laughs> oh, that stack of paperwork. Nope. <laughs> Stay far, far away from me. We have our brick and mortar and we are happy. At the very beginning of this episode, I I had uh, mentioned something about a a picture that I saw you guys post on Instagram, which is the Maddie Melt. (laughs) And uh, this was an absolutely delicious looking uh, version of a Patty Melt. You just posted this like what, like a day or two ago. So I obviously have not got to try it. So I'm going to send the uh, the plate over to you for you guys to tell me what is on this because it looks amazing. First of all, it's Rotella's gluten-free multigrain bread. Which we're really lucky to have Rotella's. Rotella's makes us a vegan gluten-free multigrain loaf and a hamburger bun. Nice. That is better than anything available on the market. Oh, that's so cool. And we're so lucky to have Rotella's locally here. So it's the Rotella's multigrain grilled on the flat top with Mm. Maddie sauce, which is just my version of McDonald's uh, Mac sauce. Mac sauce. Nice. Nice. Um, Then grilled onions, some grilled sauerkraut, a smashed patty, and American and cheddar cheese. And you guys use a Beyond Meat? Yeah, Patty, right? yeah, we we love the Beyond products. Um, we truly get a lot of hate for it, and I don't really know why. I mean, yeah, it's a processed thing, but guess what else you eat that's processed? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, um, and if you don't like processed meat, well, we have good old tofu and beans and jackfruit and other options for it, you. It's two items or three items on our menu that just come with it. We have a pretty. We have maybe like twelve, thirteen items now. Yeah, we've never pretended to be the most healthy anything. Oh yeah, you said comfort food earlier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, our concept is to give people with those dietary restrictions those satisfying moments, which aren't healthy usually. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Especially in Nebraska. <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs> well, that's okay. But the, but the veggie bowl, though, you know, yeah. if you need that option. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, eliminating meat and dairy is just better for you anyways so on your scale of what's healthy or not we're already doing a healthier version of an an animal product uh you said american and cheddar 
Mm-hmm. And then what is the cheese? Because it's yeah. it's not a, it's not a dairy cheese. So we and it's not a cashew cheese. It's not. It's guess oh. what it is. <laughs> it's coconut. Coconut. Okay. <laughs> and potato. And potato. Oh, nice. Give it a little body there. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it's by a brand called BioLife. Okay. Um, it's very accessible. Uh huh. And delicious, and it melts. Ah, uh, that is key because that can be tough. That is key. The yes. vegan cheese technology has come a long way. It has in the last couple of years. Yeah, it Pretty also helps products. to have a good cook. For sure, you got it. You got to have it in the right hands to make mm-hmm. that happen. That's awesome. So the Maddie Melt is uh, on the special board this week, and I guess it's going to make its way to the regular menu Ooh. because it is just ridiculously that good. good. And it's served with house cut fries. Ooh, hello. We were very set on cutting our potatoes mm-hmm. in house because frozen potatoes just have a bunch of stuff in them. That doesn't need to be there, but it does because it's frozen. It has and, to be stable. You know, it just has to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we smash our fries. They're mm-hmm. thick and double fried, and they're delicious. There's an excellent uh, vegan option for you, French fries, because yes. everybody loves French, French fries. fries. <laughs> That's awesome. And and what type of oil do you fry your French fries in? Canola. Canola. All right. Because yes. obviously not peanut oil. So not peanut canola oil is a great or choice. Soybean oil. Yes. Right. Right. Fries are a delicacy to people with celiac disease because of the shared fryer. Mm-hmm. If anything else in in that restaurant oh, is being fried right. in that fryer, if your chicken strips are going yes. down in the same fryer, you're, you're, you 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 can't do contact. anything. Absolutely. Got you. So fries may be vegan and gluten-free, but how they're made, mm-hmm. not necessarily always safe. Is there ketchup available with, with yes. fries? And, yes. and what? Ketchup, mustard. We got vegan mayo. We have cheese fries with bacon, and we have barbecue jackfruit fries. That's We're probably going to do all different kinds cheeseburger of cheeseburger fries, fries taco fries. Oh, yeah, continue. Yeah, we can do whatever we want. We have a restaurant now. That's true, yeah. and, and it's your space. You <laughs> can you set the menu. No corporate to ask permission from. Your hours currently are are towards the evening, correct? So. Yeah, so we're open four to ten uh, Wednesday through Friday. We're open eleven to ten Saturday, and then on Sunday from ten to two, we do brunch. Ooh, hello! What does the brunch menu look like? I had to ask Ooh. now. We we rock breakfast. Yeah, uh, chicken and waffles. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's an oyster mushroom fried chicken. Ooh, crispy, crunchy. It's so good. Yeah. House made waffles, uh-huh. real thick and fluffy, and I have a raspberry jalapeno butter that is served on the side. Wow. With real maple syrup, so you get sweet, savory, salty, spicy. It's so good. That's awesome. And is that a rice flour waffle then? Uh, it's made with the flour. Yep, the rice flour and a bunch of other stuff. Other can't delicious tell you. things. It's one of my secrets. That's recipes. fair. That's fair. I can't. There's you know, no better gluten-free waffle out there. And that's then awesome. uh, biscuits and gravy. And we have a brunch box. Ooh. It's like a traditional toast, eggs, peppers and onions, mushroom bacon, kale. You know, just like a classic breakfast plate. That's awesome. You can smother it with cheese or gravy. My aunt, my tia, she is gluten-free, and uh, she likes to kind of move on either the vegetarian or vegan side of things quite often. And that's so cool that uh, you can have somebody come in and just get all those options because everything you just rattled off there sounds 
absolutely wonderful and delicious. So that's that's very, very cool. Can, I, can I confirm it. It, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Even if you're skeptical of like vegan food or gluten-free food, like I know, I know. Yeah. It doesn't always taste good. Gluten-free food is like cardboard sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it, read through our reviews. Every one of our customers is just mind blown at how we make things taste regular is as often the word used as close to as as the real thing as it can get and lots of options options are important that's that's always been our motto we got the address out there but if people want to see the the specials and the things that are happening at veg.edible what's the best way to see what's going on and what's happening um socials i run the social media and I run it a lot, so <laughs> there's always good stuff on there. Um, if we have any, like, secret menu items, that's how you would know. Check our Instagram or our Facebook. Um, otherwise, we have our website where you can place an order online for pickup or delivery. We do delivery with Chow Now. Um, it's a delivery service that goes eight an eight-mile radius. Okay. So it covers a lot of Omaha. And the best thing about it is they don't take commission oh so like doordash grubhub those places that have options for delivery usually you're paying way more Mm -hmm. because the restaurant is passing along that fee that they're being charged to the customer sure so accessibility affordability and transparency are three things that you will just see as a reoccurring theme with us i don't ever want to charge somebody $25 $25 for a burger and fries. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to pay that much for a plate of food. So, and there's no reason for it to cost that much. Um, you know, a smaller portion that you'll finish mm-hmm. that won't be sitting in the fridge two days from now and eventually just go in the trash. Yeah. Cause you paid $8 more than what we charge, you know, yeah, stuff like that. Um, we take into consideration, but yeah, you can order on the website. Um, you can order cake. You can see, other podcasts and news articles about us and learn about vegetable and how we're changing the perspective on vegan and gluten-free food. So I can order online. Can you just walk in and order too, if you'd like to? Totally. Perfect. Yeah. And takeout uh, and delivery is, is the current model, correct? So everything's packaged to go. Cool. Um, We have a really small space. Sure. We can't accommodate for reservations or large parties, but we're doing what we can in the space that we are very grateful to have. And we're a month in and it's been really <laughs> successful. So uh, you were so kind and you brought, we're going to, we're going to get some uh, Foley noise here on the microphone with this, this bag here, because inside we have an absolutely delicious slice of cake here and a cookie. I am not going to eat them right on the mic, but uh, we will definitely post pictures of these so the listeners can see what they look like. Of course, you can go into Fetch Edible and get your own. Um, but uh, Stacy, Matt, can you can you tell me tell me about the cookie first, and then you got to tell me about this epic looking cake that I really just want to pick up with one hand right now and just eat it all. <laughs> the brown sugar baddie has become an icon. It's my favorite recipe that I've ever created. When I was making it, I was like, this isn't going to (laughs) work. Then it did. 
and it's so delicious. Awesome. Um, bad seed coffee. Yeah. So yeah. they have a brown sugar latte. Uh-huh. And we did a pop-up there once, and that inspired me to create something that tasted like that. Oh, cool. So it's a brown sugar cookie, and the icing on top is similar to, like, a, po- a brown sugar Pop-Tart. Yeah. Does it have a little bit of a snap when you eat mm-hmm. it? Just a tiny bit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So the brown sugar batty and then your cake is a s'mores cake. Oh, my goodness. So that's the moist chocolate cake mm. and uh, vanilla buttercream. It has marshmallow fluff on top, toasted marshmallows, chocolate ganache drip, and Kinnikinnick brand graham crackers. This is a gorgeous looking piece of cake. Thank you. And that little marshmallow on top there is is looking solid and oh, good piping work and it's got a little bit of icing drip kind of going over the side here. It's the marshmallow cream. Oh, the the drip is strong on this cake. It's <laughs> it's looking really good. So I thank you so much for bringing this yeah. uh, to me and uh, I will be getting a fork uh, and that cake acquainted for sure. And, yeah, and, and you'll completely forget that it wasn't made with traditional flour or eggs or milk or anything I love that it. doesn't fit our business model. Do you usually have slices of cake ready to go for just about anybody that needs a slice of cake or yeah. is it cool? We have a pastry case in our shop that's stocked every day with something a little different. We just, I make so many things. Yeah. I have 45 different cake flavors. So that's a few. They rotate. Yeah. I usually have about three different cake flavors available. Um, six cookie flavors, cupcakes, scones, muffins, donut, like brownies. I can just keep going. That's perfect. I have learned a lot this evening and it was so nice, Matt and Cece, to, to, to hear your story about how you got started and, and how things are, are continuing to go. And, uh, hopefully we will, uh, get a chance to, to continue to converse at, at, and, you know, as things kind of blossom and, and go on, but it was so cool. I'm so glad that you are providing options and providing a great space for people and uh, delicious looking food and so cool. So Stacy and Matt, Matt and Stacy, thank you so much from Veg Edible for, for being here with thank me. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Fantastic. Well, we'll sign it off here in the show and uh, make sure you go check them out and uh, they will help you with uh, any dietary needs or, or frankly, just hunger. Like go, go try something it's to eat. It's food for everyone. Yes. You don't have to have an allergy to eat our food. It's <laughs> just good food. Come try a double cheeseburger. <laughs> Perfect. And, and Matt will change your mind. Go, go give it a go. I love it. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Well, as we say in the show, until we eat again, stay hungry. Bye-bye. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as email FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay hungry. Saturday Omaha. Eat this.